This is Kenneth Brooks, and you riding down the boulevard with a road as smooth as a baby bottom with a brand new bottle of Vaseline, smooth as a pool ball, rolling down an ice hall. It's slippery trickery. You may fall, but if you do, just get up, dust yourself off, head toward the right direction, and the road will lead you to salvation, my brother. This is the day that the Lord has made, and we shall rejoice and be glad in it. He has made this day and every other day. And if you live to see this day, you got to give God some praise and thanksgiving for all the things that he has bestowed upon us. He is worthy to be praised. He is full of love, compassion, and steadfast mercy for all those who keep his laws, statutes, and commandments. We were made for his good purpose, and the whole duty of man is to fear God and keep his commandments. Today on the Boulevard, I got my my host in my show, Brother Jeff from Birmingham, Brother Alex from Birmingham, my good brothers. And uh, we got a, 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 a lesson to teach today. Brother Jeff going to teach a lesson on, uh, uh, on on the title of "One Saved Always Saved: Words That Lead to Eternal Damnation." One saved always saved: Words That Lead to Eternal Damnation. And we're going to discuss it today. And uh, introduce yourself to the book for uh, again, again by Jeff. Say something to the book for uh, my brother. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon to the Brooks Boulevard Godcast audience. Hey, hey Brooks, I got one question for you, my brother. Uh-huh. Uh, is Brother Kennedy on with us today, too? Is it, he on, he on, he on. Say something, Brother Kennedy. Um, Hello. <laughs> <laughs> I thought Hub, I thought Hub, I thought Hub was somewhere, man. Hub, he made, Kenny made with Hub, but like a model of King's Beach. <laughs> What's going on, Hub? My good brother Alex, my good brother, my brother Alex, my co-host, co- so, uh, so as well. What's up, brother Alex? Everything's good, bro. I hope everyone's doing well out there listening. This is my good brother, brother Alex. He's always on the grind, bro. This is always on the grind for the kingdom, bro. So it's an epitome of what you are uh, as a uh, of a humble servant, uh, like in the kingdom, of, uh, kingdom of going to the gospel towards salvation, my brothers. And uh, today's uh, we got a fair day in Birmingham, Alabama today. It's a little uh, little uh, warm outside. Matter of fact, it's not real cold at all. It's a little drizzling, but it's real good. Yeah, it's the day the Lord has made. We we shall rejoice and be glad in it. And uh, we're gonna praise the Lord for the uh, for the day for for we got today. Today, I want to thank all those on Spotify. AHA Radio, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Podcast Addict, Podcast Chaser, uh, Castbox, Diesel, Geo Saver, 
You know what I'm saying? And Amazon, anything, anywhere you can find a books book podcast. Anytime you can, anywhere you can find a podcast, you can find a books book podcast showing that as well. But as a we appreciate your support and love. Appreciate uh, Charlotte, North Carolina. We appreciate South Carolina. We appreciate um, uh, uh, Anaheim, uh, California. We appreciate uh, Baltimore. We appreciate uh, Alabama. Alabama. We appreciate Georgia. We appreciate uh, New Jersey. We appreciate Pennsylvania. Remember, I'm so glad I had Pennsylvania on board. It's the first time we had them this year. We got uh, Canada on board, man. They're on board this week. We thank God for that. We are. India always on board. We thank God for India. We thank God for Russia. Uh, we thank God for uh, everyone all over the world. This is supposed to be a wild Godcast show. Appreciate y'all. I'm just getting some special love out to special people. And we, uh, we're going to turn it over to you at this time, Brother Joe. Okay. Again, like my brother said, just thank everyone for tuning in to the Bruce Boulevard Godcast audience. My brother's excited this morning, so... Y'all for forgiving Bob uh, <laughs> for stumbling and bumbling. He's just so excited to to get this show and get everything on the road. He called when I called him this morning. As a matter of fact, he was excited about getting the show started. So thank, thank you, my brother. Uh, thank you, my brother. I want I want to apologize. Ain't no problem, bro. <laughs> I want to apologize. I'm, uh, I, I, I thank God for uh, being able to say. Hey, hey, you don't need to apologize, brother. When the word of God come out, you should be excited. I thank God for I thank God for the word that can come up, my brother. I thank God for the word that can come up, yeah. my brother. Amen. So we're gonna go ahead and get started with this lesson. Like my brother said, the title of the lesson is Once Say, Always Say. That's right. Words that leads to eternal damnation. Right. Once say, always say, words that leads to eternal damnation. And the reason I came up with the title of this lesson is is because I have a certain uh, relative that uh, always goes and say that they are saved. They are saved now. And when I ask the question, when you say you are saved now, I said saved from what? And you said they say that God has me and I'm okay no matter what happens in life. I know that the Lord has me and I'm going to be okay. They don't say anything about they have to obey anything. They don't say anything about they have to do anything. Is that the Lord has me. And I question that. I said, so even if you sin or, no, or, or do anything, you can't fall out the graces of God. Oh, no, oh, no. I'm, 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 I'm you know, so it draws me to certain questions. So uh, we're going to go ahead and get started. And one of the questions it, that came to my mind was, but the first place, first first thing I want to say is, the Bible says in Matthew 10 and 22, he that endureth to the end shall be saved. It didn't say he'll say, it said shall be saved. That's a good point, but Joe. So, and when, when that relative made that statement again, like I said, it draw certain questions and statements to my mind and one of them that came to my mind is is that if I'm already saved there's no need of repentance right yeah. so if I'm already saved and uh, I know that I'm going to be in the kingdom of God then there's no need for repentance why am I repenting for anything right. but we're going to take a look and we're going to let the Bible speak on this on this subject and situation. The 
first place we going to in Kennedy, I want you to go to Second Peter, the third chapter. We're going to read one verse, verse 9. Second Peter, the third chapter. And we're going to read one verse, verse 9. And Alex, while you waiting and holding my brother, you go to Matthew 9, 10. Matthew 9, verse 10. And brothers, I want y'all to read this word this morning. I, I'm feeling good this morning. My brother got me a little pumped up as well. So let's let's give this word out. Let's deliver this word to the people with some enthusiasm. So Kennedy, when you're ready, give me Second Peter, the third chapter, and verse nine. When you get it, read. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness. But is long suffering to us were, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Okay, so we see right here in Second Peter three and nine that the Lord is not slack concerning His promise. That's right, but Joe. As some men count slackness. That's right. If He promise you that hey, if you do these things, if you endure to the end, you will be saved. That promise is gonna happen. It's guaranteed. He said, but it's long-suffering. He's a long-suffering God to us, not willing that any should pass. That's right. That's right, Virgil. But that all should come to repentance. So he don't want none to perish, but if you fall short, he said, come to repentance. That's right. That's a good point. So you have to repent when you fall short. You just can't say, I'm, I'm saved. I ain't got to worry about repenting. I ain't got to worry about doing nothing. I'm good. No. He said that all should come to repentance. So we have to keep that in mind when we're dealing with this word of God. That he want us all to come to repentance because he is a long-suffering God. He is merciful. He, he shows us those things, even grace each and every day. So now let's go to our next spot again. Matthew 9. And we're going to read verses 10 through 13. Matthew the ninth chapter. And we're going to read verses 10 through 13. And when you get it, my brother Alex, please read. And it came to pass as Jesus sat at me in the house. Behold. Many publicans and sinners came and sat down with him and his disciples. Okay, so now we see many publicans and sinners came and sat down with him and his disciples. So we see the regular people came in and sat down. Verse 11, brother. And when the Pharisees saw it, they said unto his disciples, Why eateth your... Why eateth your master with publicans and sinners? That's right. So he, now they're asking the question. They see these publicans and sinners, 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 then came in, and so they're asking the question. Why eateth? And look at the key word that's in here, brother Brooks. That's I don't it. know if you heard Alice when he read that. He said, why eateth your master? <laughs> Not our master, right, but right. your master. Right, mm -hmm. right. Republicans and sinners. That's a good point, but Joe, I didn't pay any attention. Yeah, I didn't either. It just 
boom, blowed up in my face just then. The word be. Go ahead. What you said, brother? The word is, is the, the word is broad. Exactly. First way I am. But when Jesus heard that, he said unto them, They that behold need not a physician, but they that are sick. Okay. So Jesus gave a great response. They that are whole need not a physician, but they that are sick. That's right. So that publican and that sinner, they need that physician. Jesus is that physician. His word can help you with healing. If you simply just turn and humble yourself and follow it and obey what it says. And stop trying to figure out what's gone away with and what's this and what's that. Because you don't understand it. Because you haven't picked up the book and read That's to right. find out what's yeah. gone away with yeah. and what's still on the table. That's right, bro, Joe. Verse 13, my brother. But go ye and learn what that meaneth. That's right. Go and learn what that meaneth. Go ahead. I will have mercy and not sacrifice. That's right. For I am not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. That's right. So this is what he come to call sinners to repentance. So it's letting you know that it's still some that is sin, and it's a chance that you're going to sin as well. Especially if you sin an unwillful, unwillful sin, of the book said we all have sin and fallen short. Right. So you still got to be able to have that person that you can go to to repent. So repentance, you have to have it. It is on this. It's still on the table for salvation. That's right, brother. Okay, brother Kennedy. I want you to give me Romans the third chapter. In one verse, verse 23, Romans 3, and verse 23. And Brother Al, I want you to get 1 John 3 and 4. So the next the next place we're going to, family, is Romans, the third chapter. Romans, the third chapter. And we're going to read one verse. Verse 23. When you get it, Brother Kennedy, please read. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Look what that key word in there is, Brother Brooks. You see that key word in that one right there? All. That's right. All. That's right. For all have sinned. That's right, Brazil. And come short. You came up short when you totaling everything up. You didn't came up short. Of the glory of God, because we're not perfect in this flesh and blood body. That's right. It's always going to be some pulling and tearing at you. But Brooks, you remember when Jesus, they was uh, when the disciples had went to sleep, and Jesus went in and prayed that prayer, That's right. and asking the Lord to, to, to take away that cup. That's if right. Thy will, yeah, that will be done. He said, That's right. He said, not my will, but Thy will be done. That's right. What was crying it out that didn't want to die? That flesh. That flesh. So that's what we have to remember. As long as we're in this flesh and blood body, 
Hey, we filled the rags. The flesh couldn't even stay up one, one hour to pray with him, but y'all, the flesh couldn't, couldn't, even stay even up. Stay, no, couldn't even stay up. Couldn't stay up one hour. That's that flesh needs some rest. Can't keep your eyes open. <laughs> and you with the most high God of Israel. <laughs> he can't, he can't not say, never mind, just stay on sleep. That's right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so now, let's go to our last place on this one right here. Because it said we all have sinned and fallen short. So let's see what sin is. First John 3 and 4. And hell, I'm glad that one fell on you because I know you love that one right there. Hell, <laughs> <laughs> we are led on you when you come to him <laughs> and, 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 and try to say the law is done away with. Yes, sir. So you right there and there. Yeah, you can't have, you gotta have both. You can't have one without the other. Yes, so, Alice, when you get it, 1 John 3 and 4, please read. Whosoever commit a sin transgresseth also the law. But sin is the transgression of the law. That's right. So, whosoever commit a sin transgresseth also the law. What law? The royal law. The Ten Commandments. They still on the table. They still good. The law that Jesus came to, to replace, to take out, to take away, was the law of the animal sacrifice. That's right. You put yourself under the blood of Jesus now. Not under the animal, not under the blood of bulls and goats. And it said, or sin. It's the transgression of the law or breaking of the law. That's sin. So when you break that law, you got to repent. So repentance is still good. That's right. So that one saved, always saved, can't fly with repentance. So now, let's go to the next one that popped up in my head. I said, it, it popped up, it was if I'm already saved, there's no need of Jesus Christ, the advocate. Good point. There's no need of Jesus Christ, the advocate, Brooks. That's right. If I'm already saved, so Jesus Christ, the advocate, goes with the repentance. That's right. Because when I'm repenting, who am I repenting to, Brooks? You're repenting to Jesus Christ, the advocate. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Exactly. So, Brother Kenny, go to 1 John 2, and we're going to start at verse 1. 1 John 2, and we're going to start at verse 1. We're going to do a little reading in this one right here, because this one right here is going to clear up a lot of stuff dealing with this. So, again, 1 John, the second chapter, verse 1. When you get a brother Kennedy, please read. My little children, these things write I unto you, that ye sin not. And if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. That's right. So he's telling you, my little children, these things write I unto you. That ye sin, now he's telling you, don't sin. Right. 
And if any man said, but if you do, we have an advocate. And let's see who our advocate is, Brother Brooks. He said, you have an advocate with the Father. So they go hand in hand. Right. So that advocate go and plead your cause to the Father. Because why he plead that he's able to plead that cause, Brother Brooks? Because he wore his flesh and blood by it. That's right. And look who the advocate is. Jesus Christ, the what? The righteous. That's right. It can't be Jeff Ashford. Because Jeff Ashford, guess what? It's not going to be that righteous judge. Yes, sir. So he had to come in the flesh to become the righteous person to be able to stand for man. Because there was no man clean enough. So he had to come in this flesh and blood body to redeem us back to that tree of life. Read my brother verse two. And he is the proposition, and he is the propitiation for our sins. And he is the propitiation for our sins. Yes. And not for ours only. Uh-huh. But also for the sins of the whole world. That's right. So now, he is the propitiation for our sins and not for ours only. He's he saying this, John is saying this, he understands who he is. But the world don't understand who he is. The world don't understand he is that happy. That's right. He said, but also for the sins of the whole world. You got to take advantage of it. You got to use it. But we're going to see what's else involved with this. Because there's a reason why the world don't use it. Verse 3, Kennedy. And hereby we do know that we know him if we keep his commandments. That's why the world don't use him, Brother Brooks. Because he said, and hereby we do know that we know him if we keep his commandments. Right. The world like the world ain't keeping his commandments. So they don't know him. They don't know how to activate that advocate. Because they think they know him. They're not keeping his commandments. Right. Verse 4. He that said, I know him, and keepeth not his commandments, is a liar, and the truth is not in him. Wow. That is powerful, right there, Brooks. Yes, That's one of the most powerful verses in the Bible. It is, man. Because everybody say they know Jesus. Sweet baby Jesus, <laughs> the baby in the manger. Praise the Lord. Everybody say they know him, but it said in verse three, and hereby we do know that we know him if we keep his commandments. That takes out a whole bunch of folks that say they know him. 
And verse 4 said, He that saith, I know him, and keep him not his commandments. This is the book saying this, not me, not Brother Brooks, not the reader, Brother Kennedy, but the book said, He that saith, I know him, and keep him not his commandments, is a liar, and the truth is not in him. Man. So you lying about that. You lying about everything. He said, the truth ain't in you. That's right. Wow. Well, verse 5 said, Brother Kennedy. But whoso keepeth his word, in him verily is the love of God perfected. Hereby know we that we are in him. That's right. So, but whosoever keepeth his word, in him verily is the love of God. So, if you keeping his word, the love of God is in you. Why is the love of God in you, brother Brooks? Because you're walking in the commandments. That's right. You're loving your God with all your heart, mind, soul. You're loving your neighbor as you love yourself. That's right. So the love, that's the love of God. It's the commandments. That's what they're not understanding. The love of God is... Jesus Christ, the advocate. Because what he said, he don't want to see that no man perish. He is long-suffering. But you don't know him, so you don't know how to activate him. You don't know how to use him if you're not keeping his commandments. If you're not obedient to the word. Verse 6, Kennedy. He that said he abided in him ought himself also to walk, even as he walked. Bro, Brooks, did you see what that said, Bro, Brooks? That's right. Brooks, that said, he that said he abided in him ought himself also to walk, even as he walked. That's right. Brooks, all you got to do is go back to the Gospels. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And they'll show you how he walked when he was on this earth in the flesh and blood body. It'll tell you that how to walk in this word. Walk as he walked. That's what this said. But we want to do what we want to do because we saved already. So I don't have to have Jesus Christ, the advocate. I don't have to walk like he walked, Brooks. I'm okay. Right. I'm okay because the first thing they say is what, Brooks, that they already confess with their mouth. Right. And they don't have to do nothing else. No worries. And that's error. That's going to lead you to the lake of fire if you don't change and open your eyes and see your error. So now, we're going to go to our next spot. And the next one that came to my mind was, if I'm already saved, there's no need 
for love, the fulfilling of the commandments. Wow. So if I'm already saved, bro, there's no need for love the fulfilling of the commandments. No, no. I, ain't, I don't have to show no love. No, sir. I'm already good. Now, cuss folks out, cuss my name out. I, uh, I can wear a brook. I can wear the larger cross I want to wear around my neck. Right. I can have a, uh, the, uh, the larger cross on the back of my truck eat with your, a picture of uh, who I think is Jesus. Eat your poor boy shrimp. Yeah, eat me a poor boy shrimp sandwich like my brother James said. <laughs> we eat down there, eat down there in Louisiana. <laughs> they eat it here too. I can do pretty much whatever I want to do because I'm already saved. Right. But let's see what the books say about that. Let's go to Romans, the 13th chapter, Brother Alex. Romans 13, and we're going to read verses 1 through 10. Romans, the 13th chapter, and we're going to read verses 1 through 10. Because this that that that's a that's words, man, that, that's gonna get you messed up if you don't open your eyes and see family. If you don't open your eyes, if you're thinking you want saved, always say, please take these scriptures down and study these scriptures. Please do. When you get it, Alex Romans 13, start at verse 1. Let every soul be subject unto the higher powers. For there is no power but of God. The powers that be are ordained of God. That's right. The powers that be, they are ordained of God. Your minister that stands in the position, your pastor, should be the same as well. He should be ordained of God. Teaching God's true word. Read, brother. Whosoever therefore resisteth the power, resisteth the ordinance of God, Yes. And they that resist shall receive to themselves damnation. That's right. So if you resisted what God to put in place, what it said, they that resist shall receive to themselves, to themselves. You ain't for the game dragging nobody along with you. It's gonna be you by yourself. Damnation. Hmm. Verse three out. For rulers are not a terror to good works. That's right. They're not a terror to good works. Go ahead. But to the evil. Uh-huh. Will thou then not be afraid of the power? Uh, he asked the question. Go ahead. Do that which is good, and thou shalt have praise of the same. So simply, do that which is good, and thou shalt have praise of the same. That's even talking to the people that's in the positions. To lead people, the pastors, to lead the sheep. If you call yourself a minister, et cetera, et cetera. You shouldn't call yourself a reverend, because holy and reverence is the Lord's name. That's right. And even those that's uh, uh, over rulers, over, over countries, and rulers over, over other things as well. You, if you're obedient to the word of God, 
you'll be a, you you'll rule your people the right way. Right. You wouldn't be a tyrant. Verse four, Brooks. I mean, uh, verse four, our uh, brother Alex. Sorry about that. We good, bro. For he is the minister of God to thee. But he is, wait a minute, bro. I mean, Alex, he's the minister of who? Oh, <laughs> uh, he is a minister of God. Go ahead. But if thou do that which is evil, be afraid. Uh-huh. For he beareth not the sword in vain. For he is the minister of God, a revenger to execute wrath upon him that doeth evil. Yes, give me five. Wherefore ye must needs be subject, not only for wrath, but also for conscience sake. That's right. So you have to that minister God right there. You better be well. Because he said he don't bear that sword in vain. He ain't talking about no man. He said, a revenger to execute wrath upon him that doeth evil. What that sound like, bro, bro? Upon him that doeth evil. That sound like the Lord is Jesus Christ. That's who it is. Yes, Verse 6, Alex. For, for this cause, for, for this cause pay ye tribute also, for they are God's ministers, attending continually upon this very thing. That's right. Go ahead. Render therefore to all their dues. Uh-huh. Tribute, tribute to whom tribute is due. Custom to whom custom, fear to whom fear, honor to whom honor. Okay, so now we see in verse 6 it says, For this cause pay ye tribute also, but they are God's ministers. Now we're talking about the men that's given this word, attending continually upon this very thing. Render therefore to all their dues. Tribute to whom tribute is due, custom to whom custom, fear to whom fear, honor to whom honor. Verse 8. Owe no man anything but to love one another. That's right. Yes. For he that loveth another hath fulfilled the law. That's right. So you owe no man anything but to love one another. For he that loveth another hath fulfilled the law. Law. That's right, Rochelle. You fulfill the law. But say what? Love thy neighbor as thyself. That's right. You won't steal from him. You're not going to kill him. You're not going to bear false witness. You're not going to cover his things. Mm-hmm. Did I leave anything out, bro? Uh, ain't much it. <laughs> You're not going to commit adultery. That's uh, no. On him or her as well. That's right. And guess what? Verse 9 come on. <laughs> yes, sir. I, I wanted to say something, but I said, okay. Hey, I mean, hey, it's an open podcast, baby. See <laughs> verse 9. For this, thou shalt not commit adultery. That's right. Uh-huh. Thou shalt not kill. That's right. Thou shalt not steal. Uh-huh. Thou shalt not bear false witness. Yes. Thou shalt not covet. Uh-huh. And if there be any other commandment, Oh, like that. So if there be any other commandment. That's right, Brazil. 
what it say? It is briefly comprehended in this so thing. So it is comprehended. You should understand. In this saying, what, Alex? Namely, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. That's right. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. Verse 10. Love worketh no ill to his neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfilling of the law. That's right. So love is the fulfilling of the law. So yeah. reading this right here, Brother Paul saying that you won't do these things because he said, oh, no man, anything but to love it's one all, another. That's all. That's all. That's all. And then he said, for he that loveth another has fulfilled the law. So when we read back, if you know God, you got to keep the commandments. That's right. And those that say that they know him and keep not his commandments is a liar. That's right. So all this tie in together. That's right. It all tie in together. So now, let's go to our next place. And the next uh, 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 thought that came to my mind was, if I'm already saved, there's no need to go to church. <laughs> Good one. Pretty love, brother Josh. Good one, my brother. Yeah. Made you think that for a minute that broke, didn't that why you, That's why you kind of laughed about it, didn't you? Uh, I, 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 it made I, you think, didn't it? Like, I don't make me think, but I don't remember me with that one. <laughs> I don't remember yeah. It made you think. That's, that's, why, that's why you, you laughed like that, because... Like, wow, it's you're a, right, brother. It's a, it's you don't right. need to go to church. That's what I'm saying. That's right. And we going. Why waste your time going? Why buy new clothes, shoes? You're wasting your time. You have face nails made up. Yeah. Stay right at home and keep continue doing what you're doing. Oh, you violating the Sabbath anyway. Shine your wig out. Yeah, you violating it anyway. So now. This is two definitions I want to look at that the Bible talks about. And we're going to look at these definitions in some of these scriptures we're going to read as well. The first definition we're going to read is holy convocation. And holy convocation simply means a large formal assembly of people. That's what a holy convocation is or a convocation. That's what a convocation is. So we put a holy convocation. That's those coming in the name of Jesus with a large formal assembly of people coming in the name of Jesus. Well, that's a holy convocation. So now, I looked up the word assembly. Assembly, again, is a group of people gathered together in one place for a common purpose so we gather together in one place for a, for a common purpose dealing in the word of God and that place that we gather is is going to be the church that's right even though we know the people is the church but we now we're, we're talking about the particular building that we're going to gather it's the church and it's that for a common purpose. 
serve the Lord and all that he asks us to do. So we're going to look at some things that he asks us to do. So, Brother Kennedy, I want you to go to Leviticus, the 23rd chapter, and I want you to read verses 1 through 7, and then we're going to do a little skipping through here. Leviticus, the uh, 23rd chapter, and we're going to read verses 1 through 7. And family, if you didn't know, it's Leviticus 23. These right here shows the Lord's feast days. That's right. And in keeping these feast days, these feast days is the outline of things to come. That's right. So again, Leviticus, the 23rd chapter. And we're going to start at verse 1. We're going to read 1 to 7. So when you get it, my brother, please read. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Hold right there, Kennedy. Yes, Who spoke to Moses? The Lord. The Lord spoke to Moses, so Moses didn't come up with these days. He don't have the Mosaic law. The Lord gave it to him, right? That's right. Okay, all right. Verse 2, Kennedy. Speak unto the children of Israel and say unto them concerning the feast of the Lord. Oh, right there, Kennedy. Concerning, wait a minute, Brooks. Oh, you my audience, Brooks. Concerning the feast of who, Brooks? The Lord. The feast of the Lord. That's right. Not the feast of Moses. What's up? Not the feast of the Jews. Or the feast of Israel. Or the feast of the Hebrews. But the feast of the Lord. The Lord. Finish that up, Kim. which ye shall proclaim to be holy convocations. Even these are my feasts. He said, which ye shall proclaim to be holy convocations, holy gatherings. We read the meaning of that. That's right. Even these are my feasts. Brooks, he said these are his feasts. That's right. He's stressing that. He letting you know that these are his feasts. It's him. Bro, he got it. He changed not, right? That's right. Malachi. That's book, eh? That's book. Malachi 3.6. Thank you. Read, Kennedy. Six days shall work be done, but the seventh day is the Sabbath of rest. Okay, so right here, we see the Sabbath day. Even though you don't, you don't hook or anything on this Sabbath day, but it still follows up on the one of the Lord's feast days. Right. Start that from the top, Kennedy. Read verse 3 from the top again. Six days shall work be done, but the seventh day is the Sabbath of rest and holy convocation. Ye shall do no work therein. It is the Sabbath of the Lord in all your dwellings. That's right. So we see six days work shall be done, but the seventh day is the Sabbath of rest. So, Brother Brooks, what I'm doing on the first day? Uh, working. Second. Working. Third. Working. Fourth. Tend to your family. Fifth. 
Send it to your family, whatever you want to do. Six. Whatever you want to do. What? what I'm doing on that seventh day. Resting. Having to hold a convocation to the Lord. Exactly. Just that simple. So, the first day, which man calls Sunday. Man named the first day Sunday. The Lord called the seventh day, the Sabbath day. That's right. Which man calls Saturday. It's that day that you had to hold a convocation. It's that day of rest. It said, shall do no work therein. It is a Sabbath of the Lord, of the Lord, not of Moses, and all your dwellings. Verse 4, Brother Kennedy. These are the feasts of the Lord, even holy convocations, which ye shall proclaim in their seasons. That's right. So these are the feasts of the Lord, even holy convocations, holy gatherings. That's right. And all the people meet on one accord. Which ye shall proclaim in their season. That's right. Not when you want to do them. Not on the first Sunday. Not <laughs> on the first and second Sunday. Not on all four Sundays. Not on the last Sunday. That's because right. the first one we're gonna read is gonna be it's one of the ones that people can flip the name and they do it when they want to do it. That's right. Verse five, my brother. In the fourteenth day of the first month at even. Is the Lord's Passover. That's right. That's right. So we see in the 14th day of the first month at even is the Lord's Passover. That's right. Man has flipped that and called what they call what man called it, Brooke? Here's a little cocktail. <laughs> Easter. <laughs> uh-uh. They call that right there. They call it what? The Last Supper. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay. You know, you, 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 they call it the Last Supper. Well, or communion or whatever. And or communion. There you go. There you go. Yeah. That's what I wanted right there. <laughs> That's what I want. <laughs> they call it the Last Supper or communion. That's right. So they take when they take it, Brooke? They take it during the day. On the first Sunday. How often do they take it? Every, 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 every once a month. That's right. You got some take it every first day. got some take it every first Sunday. Every first day. You got day. some take it. Every Sunday. Oh, man. Every first and fourth Sunday, you got some taken. But he just told you in the 14th day of the first month at Eve is the Lord's Passover. At Eve. When you take the bread and the wine. At Eve. At Eve. So when that sun go down on that 14th day, that's the Lord's Passover. That's right, Brother Jeff. And it lasts from sundown to sundown. Verse 6, Kennedy. And on the 15th day of the same month is the feast of unleavened bread unto the Lord. Seven days ye must eat unleavened bread. That's right. So again, now we go into the 15th day of the same month it's the feast of unleavened bread unto the Lord. Seven days ye must eat unleavened bread. Verse 7. In the first day ye shall have a holy convocation. Ye shall do no servile work therein. Okay, so now we see on the first day you have a holy convocation, a holy gathering. 
We're not going to read it, but on the seventh day, you have a holy gathering as well. A holy convocation. And ye do no serve our work day in on that day as well. That's right. So, what that's simply saying is, is that if you're working, you need to try to take you some vacation days right now. <laughs> Don't wait till the last minute coming. I can't get off. Those days be posted in enough time for you to go to your employer or yourself, if you self-employed, and, and take those days off. That's right, Rigel. So now, we're going to skip down to uh, verse number 10, Kennedy. Verse 10. Speak unto the children of Israel and say unto them, When ye be come into the land which I give unto you and shall reap the harvest thereof, then ye shall bring a sheaf of the first fruits of your harvest unto the priest. Okay, so now, what we're going into now is, is we're going into Pentecost. And we don't have to bring that first fruit, because we understand that first fruit that it's talking about is talking about Jesus. That's right. This right here is talking about Jesus. So if you read the Old Testament, and if you keep the feast days, you will understand it was Jesus been talked about all through the Old Testament From the beginning. about his coming and the, what's going to happen to him. From the beginning. But we're going somewhere else with this. We're showing that you got to keep a holy convocation. You got to come to church. And you got to keep these feast days. All right, Kennedy, skip down to verse 15. We're going to read 15 to 16. And ye shall count unto you from the morrow after the Sabbath, from the day that ye brought the sheaf of the wave offering, seven Sabbaths shall be complete. That's right. So after ye shall count unto you from the morrow after the Sabbath, from the day that ye brought that sheaf offering, that first fruit, you got to count seven Sabbaths. So what's seven times seven, Brooke? Forty-nine. That's right. And read verse 16, Kenny. Even unto the morrow, after the seventh Sabbath, shall ye number fifty days. Ah. Uh-huh. And ye shall offer a new meat offering unto the Lord. That's right. So that all that's talking about with that offering, that's talking about Jesus. That's right. But it's talking about Jesus is that first fruit, but it's talking about those that's going to come after him. It's going to be more that's going to come. He the first, if, you, if you got a first, Brooks, that means that you got to have something coming behind it, right? That's right. That's right. That's right. So it's, it's those that's going to come behind Jesus. These, these days point to what's going to come in the end times, family. That's right. It's an outline of God's plan. So if you're not keeping them, you don't understand what God's plan is. (laughs) Plain and simple. This is Pentecost. So you count the seven. You said seven times seven is 49, right, Bruce? That's right. That's right. Then it said, tomorrow after the seventh Sabbath shall be ye number 50 days. So that seventh Sabbath is 49. So that next day is what, Bruce? That's 50. That's 50. And it's going to fall on what day? 
It's going to fall on the Pentecost. Uh, uh, it's going to be Pentecost, but what day of the week is it going to be? Oh, the Sabbath. Uh-huh. Uh, 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 it's going to fall on uh, 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 u
every tune gave. No, this is what the Lord spoke to Moses to yeah, give to, to the children of Israel. They both gave it to the rest of the world. That's right, that's right, that's right. You can go in the Acts, and you can go in other places in the New Testament, and you can see where they kept the peace. Even Jesus, when he was a youth, he kept the peace. That's right. Uh, read, Kenneth. Also, yeah, go ahead. Also, on the tenth day of this seventh month, there shall be a day of atonement. Uh-huh. It shall be a holy convocation unto you. That's right. So that's fine. Hold right. You can just hold right there. We ain't got to read, read the rest. Like I said, family, you need to come and study these and read these on your own. But I just want to show you on that day of atonement. What's up? The Lord going to be coming back on that day. But you should have a, a holy convocation on that day. See, if you kept those days and came to class on those days, I call we call it class because you're learning. That's right. It's church. Yeah, it is church. But you got your pen and paper and you're taking notes. So it's just like you in class. And you're learning about these days and what you're supposed to do on these days and what you're not supposed to do on these days. Very good point, Michelle. So you see, you have a holy convocation on the Day of Atonement. So now, let's go to our next place. Let's go to uh, 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 Leviticus 23rd. We're still going to stay in the 23rd chapter, uh, Brother Kennedy, but we're going to go to verses 33 to 37. When you get it, read. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, The same thing. That's right, that's right. Speak unto the children of Israel, saying, The fifteenth day of this seventh month shall be the feast of tabernacles for seven days unto the Lord. That's right. So the fifteenth day of this, of this seventh month shall be the feast of tabernacles for seven days That's unto right. the Lord. That's right. Thirty-five. On the first day shall be in holy convocation. Ye shall do no servile work therein. That's right. The first day is a holy convocation, not holy gathering. That's right. Oh, take off on your job. Read. Seven days ye shall offer an offering made by fire unto the Lord. That's right. Okay, we don't have to do that anymore. But go ahead. On the eighth day shall be a holy convocation unto you. Whoa, so now we see an eighth day pop up. But it says seven days, didn't it, Brooke? That's right. Yeah, so you're going to keep a, 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 a feast to the Lord for seven days, but that eighth day, there ain't no eighth day on the calendar, is it? No, sir, no, sir. So what it's talking about the eighth day is, is that that flesh going to roll away on that eighth day. What happened to a child, Brooks, on this eighth day? Supposed to happen to a male child on the eighth day on this earth? You must needs be circumcised. You must needs be circumcised. I wasn't circumcised on the eighth day. I, I got circumcised as an adult because I, when I saw this word and this word showed me that I must needs be circumcised. I got circumcised. That's right. 
I did too. That's right. So now, uh, where we was at? Uh, okay, on the eighth day shall be a holy convocation. So on that eighth day, which is gonna be the next day, is a holy convocation unto you. So you gotta have a holy convocation on that eighth day. The only thing that eighth day is pointing out to you is is that flesh and blood will be no more. Mm-hmm. Same way with the uh with, with the rolling away of the flesh on the male child with the circumcision. That's right. Won't be no more flesh and blood on that eighth day. So seven days you're gonna have the feast of tabernacles, but on that eighth day you're gonna have a feast as well. A holy convocation. Verse thirty seven, Kenneth. These are the feast of the Lord. There go again. <laughs> Read. Which, which ye shall proclaim to be holy convocations. All right, that's good right there. That ye shall proclaim to be holy convocations. So you got to have a holy convocation. You got to be keeping these feasts. That's right. Even on the Seventh day Sabbath was the first one we read. You have to have a holy convocation, a holy gathering. That's right. So now, Brother Alex, real quick, I want you to go to Hebrews 10, verses 24 and 25. Hebrews 10, verses 24 and 25. We got to understand this. This is something that we have to do. We're commanded to do. To have that holy convocation, that holy gathering, the assembly of the people. But let's see what Hebrews say. 10, verse 24, brother, when you get it. And let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works. That's right, so let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works to your brother and your sister. 25. Not forsaking the assemblies, assembling of ourselves together. That's right. So not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together. That's right. We can't forsake that. We have to have it. We got to. We have to have it. I understand now, family. I understand COVID is out. And at one point, a lot of churches were shut down. But now... Everything is open, and I know a little people are a little skittish about coming, about coming to about coming to class, about coming to church. But you got to sit down with the Most High God of Israel, Jesus, and you got to pray, and you need to ask Him for understanding on this situation, and you need to make your way to class. Right. So. That's my recommendation to you. It's all on your knees and pray. Because this ain't going to be the only plague that's going to hit. This ain't going to be the only virus that's going to hit. That's right, Rochelle. Matthew 24 tell you about wars and rumors of wars. That's right. You got germ, you got a thing called germ warfare. Biological warfare. So you got to be ready for those things when it come and take place. We still got to serve the Lord. 
A lot of these places was closed down. That's why we couldn't go. Now they are open. So brothers and sisters, trust me, I understand to a degree. But at the same time, you need to pray to your pray to the God, the most high God of Israel in the Bible, the God of the Bible, I mean, and you need to ask him for strength. You need to ask him for for, for, for the mercy. He's the merciful, long-suffering God. You need to go to him for this wisdom on this. And the book will tell you, have a holy convocation. Right. Where we at, Alex? I'm going to start at the top of 25. Do that. Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another. Yes. And so much the more as ye see the day approaching. That's right. So much the more as you see the day approaching. You got to have this not forsaking the assembly because brothers and sisters get strengthened on that Sabbath day by being around fellow brothers and sisters. That's right. You're able to sit around and, and maybe even have a Q&A where we can all be on the same uh, same accord dealing with the Word of God. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you're doing everything uh, decent and in order. Nobody's sitting on top of each other. Everybody's spaced out and grouped out. Most of these churches are, are, are big enough to where people can be spaced out and be able to sit and still enjoy the word of God. Still wearing your mask. Right. So now, that's it for that question right there. If I'm already saved, there's no need to go to church. We see that the Lord command you to have a holy convocation. Uh, 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 to assemble. Don't forsake the assembly. So now my last spot I got is it came to mind was if I'm already saved, there's no need to be baptized. What you think about that, bro, Brooks? Uh, if I'm already saved, I, what, what's, what's the need of me being uh, uh, submerged in that war? Repenting of bad sins, brother. All of that lines up with this what? With what we just read previously. That's it lines right. up with the Bible. That's right, that's right. So you deny yourself all of these things. Jesus was so baptized. Now, so now, what's that, brother? Jesus was baptized. Exactly. So now, brother, let's go, Kennedy. Let's go to Acts 2, and we're going to read verses 36 through 38. Acts, the second chapter. We're going to read verses 36 to 38. And we're going to take a look at something. This is Peter talking to some of the men of God. They don't realize what they've done. They don't realize who yeah. they killed. Yeah, yeah, they, like they don't realize who he was until it was too late. That's right. Pretty so we're just going to start um, midway in this. If you can, brothers and sisters, go back and read this whole thing from the top. So, Kendall, when you get it, Acts 2, verse 36, please read. Therefore, let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God had made that same Jesus, 
<laughs> whom ye have crucified, That's right. both Lord and Christ. That's right. But you see what Peter said, bro? Yes, sir. He said, therefore, let all the house of Israel know. Because yes, Israel was the Lord's priest. The priest was the ones that said, that said, you take him and give us Barabbas. Right, that's right. It said that God have made that same Jesus whom ye, whom you, house of Israel, have crucified. That's right. That's right. Because you were the priest. You were the one calling for his head. That's right. <laughs> both Lord and Christ. He's been made both Lord and Christ. 37, Kim. Now when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart. Uh-huh. And said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles. Okay, what they say, Ken? Men and brethren, what shall we do? <laughs> yeah, so now they're asking a the question. Oh, uh, y'all, you even, they probably was, uh, 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 that's all you heard. Right. And men and brethren, what, what shall, shall we, we do? do? That's right. Now, oh, wow. That's who that was. Right. <laughs> when he talking about pricking the heart, your mind. That's right. He's talking about in the chest. That's right. He's talking about that mind. Yeah. Look at the wrong one. Oh, my gosh. We done killed the Lord and saved with Jesus Christ. So now they asking, what shall we do? Heard Aiken. Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins. And ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Oh, wow. Look at that. Peter told them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you. In the name of Jesus, bro, Brooks, Jesus Christ. That's right. For what? A remission right. of sins. Then look what else been put on the table, Brooks. And ye shall receive the, the guilt, guilt of, the Holy, of the Holy Ghost. That's right. So, when you getting baptized, that's what you're receiving now. Baptized in the name of Jesus. John did baptize unto repentance. That's right. But he told you that the one that was coming after him, but he said he couldn't even what latch a shoe latches. I'm not That's right. I'm not worthy. Now you should baptize me. Exactly. Then he said he baptizing you with the Holy Ghost. That's right. He baptizing you, he giving you that word because what the Holy Ghost do? He bring that word back to you. That's right. So now, Brother Alex, we're going to hit our last spot. Let's go to Acts 19. We're going to read verses 1 through 5. Acts, the 19th chapter. And we're going to read verses 1 through 5. So now, it's very important. If you think that you saved now, so you are you good, whatever it is, there ain't no need for this stuff. Because right. he told him what, bro? Repent. That's right. And, and be baptized in the right. name of Jesus. That's right. Repent. Repent. So now, Acts the 19th chapter. And verse 1, my brother, when you get it. And it came to pass that while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul, having passed through the upper coast, came to Ephesus. 
finding certain disciples. Uh huh. That's Ephesus, brother. But we good. We good finding certain disciples. All right. Verse two. He said unto them, Have ye received the Holy Ghost since ye believed? Right. Uh huh. Look at the question he asked. Yeah, that's right. Now watch what watch the reply they give. <laughs> and they said unto him. We have not so much as heard whether there be any Holy Ghost. That's right. And we didn't hear nothing about that. Read. And he said unto them, Unto what then were ye baptized? That's right. That's right. So now we're going back to what me and Brother Brooks were just talking about. That's right. What they said. And they said, Unto John's baptism. That's right. Yeah, we were baptized, but we were baptized under John's baptism. <laughs> That baptism of just repentance. That's right. Read out. Then said Paul, John verily baptized with the baptism of repentance. Uh-huh. Saying unto the people that they should believe on him which should come after him. That is on Christ Jesus. That's right. That's right. So John then put himself in the front, but he was telling you you should believe on him that coming. That's right. After him, that is on Jesus Christ. Right. You got to believe on Jesus Christ. That's right. But look what these people did, Brooks. Look what they did, Brooks. They was already baptized. Well, Brooks, they was already baptized, but look what they did. What they right. do, Alex? When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. That's right. So when they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. That's right. And if you read on, you'll see that uh, Paul laid his hands on them and the Holy Ghost came on them as well. They received the gift of the, the Holy, Holy Ghost. Ghost. Like the book said. That's right, Even doing. like John said. You denying yourself all of that if you walk around talking about you saved now because most folks and, and, and I'm not bashing nobody but most folks that say that they are saved now are following uh, a doctrine that's mainly preached on Sundays. That's right, Jeff. And they baptism is just they are baptized kids they are called a Christian. That's we right. can't read no Christian where a child was Christian nowhere in the Bible. What child gotta repent for? Say what, bro, bro? What child gotta what child gotta repent for? Hey, come on, Brooks. He's not an age kind of book. Exactly. And you sit up there, you just got some water poured over the top of your head. You gotta have a full body submerged. And then even if they did dip your full body, you were baptized in the name of the Father, in the name of the Son. In the name of the Holy Ghost. <laughs> but what they said, but what verse 5 said, Alex, read it again. What name they was baptized? Read verse 5 again, brother, when you get a minute. Read. And when they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. That's right. They were baptized in the name of Jesus. That's right. What it said, Brooks, baptized in the name of the, the Father and of and what's the Son. The, what's the Father's name, Brooks? Jesus. Yeah, because what, what, what the son said, I come in my father's name. That's right. Come my name, Jehovah. What the rest of, the 
blessed of a set brooks and baptized what? In the name of the Father and of the Son and, and of, of the, the Son. And what, and what name did the Son come in, Brooks? Jesus. And what the rest of it say? And of the Holy Ghost. And what name does the Holy Ghost come in? He's going to send the Holy Ghost in my name. He says send the He's going to send him in, in his name. name. He's going right. to come in the name of Jesus. That's right. So, with that said, again, the Bible says in Matthew 10 and 22, he that endureth to the end shall be saved. That's right. So, with that said, my brother, that concludes this lesson. My general, it's a great lesson, my brother. Great lesson, man. I'm telling you another thing, man. Uh, but I just tell me but I me video one time. So a kid, a kid get baptized with like a like a lawn sprinkler or something. Uh, sprinkles going around with a circle. The kid just jump through it, man. They, they call it a baptism, man. But uh, a hey, what's that, bro? bro? Let, let, let me say this right quick, brother. It's a, it's and and I, I, I'm sorry for cutting you out, family. Y'all forgive me for cutting my brother out. But I, I want to say this. You got some people that sincerely think that they're doing right. That's right. That's right, Rojo. Because I thought it was right what took place with me. I was baptized, what, I think three times? Man. Oh, I know man. as a little child, then I think I got it again as a teenager. Then I got it when I was an adult uh, in the Sunday church. And then I finally got it right when I was baptized. I was baptized in the name of Jesus. This last time, I got it right because I was at the age of accountability and I understood what was taking place. That's right, Rojo. Because when I got baptized in the church that I was going, the former church I used to go to when I was an adult, I was really ready and really seeking the Lord. That's right. But family, and I'm not bashing nobody. I promise you I'm not. This is all in love. That's right, Rojo. There wasn't no love there. The Lord went now. I was looking. I'm going to tell you, family. When I, the church I used to go to, I used to sit on the back row or the row before the back row. When I finally went up and uh, to the altar call and I wanted to be baptized, I went up and became a candidate for other baptism. And when I got baptized, you know, all the people that got baptized, you sit on the front row. I can't remember. I think you may sit on the front row for two two Sundays or something like that. That's right. And then I went from sitting on the front row to the row behind the front row. And then I got some crazy looks because those were like somebody's seats. Oh no! It shouldn't be no assigned seats. That's right. You know because I did X and it was like it's no assigned. But every, every time I sat there, I got I got funny looks. So I went back another row. And I sat with a, a family member. And I sat there with a family member for a minute. And then I found myself uh, going back another road. Because, uh, trust me, I'm going to Sunday school. I'm going to uh, Wednesday night, Monday night service. I'm going to Wednesday night service. Um, I, I'm, I'm doing it all. Because I really I really want this. That's right, Rojo. And I found myself on the last row on the front set. And I found myself on the first row of the back set. And I sat there for a minute. Then I found myself back there again with my 
but my family on that road next to the last row because I saw so much happening and taking place in that church that blowed my mind that so many people supposed to have been followers of God, but their mind was far away from following God. Even women that knew I was married but still would come with my wife next to me and speak. Oh, hey, brother, how you doing? Just congratulations and try to hug you and and then the word get back to you that, hey, that sister like you. Right. And when they come in, they find you and stare at you. That's right. And then you have uh, uh, other other found out that other fellows in the church was, was liking on my wife. So it just, that's what really just drove me back from the front all the way to the back. But it was some genuine people in there genuinely seeking the Lord. That's right, that's right, Joe. That's true, man. But because but that's all they know. That's right. That's all they know. They don't know nothing else. That's right. So those are the people that we gotta get out of, Brother Brooks and Brother Alex, Brother Brother Kennedy, and show them this true word, because they are really and truly seeking this word. They are really seeking this word. So, Bruce, again, I just wanted to get that out, man. I know you know, like I know, there's some people in there really seeking God's heart. That's right, man. They really don't realize that it's not in there. That's right, Virgil. That's right. That's right. So I turn turn the flow back over to you and and, and the rest of the brothers. I appreciate my brother. I appreciate my brother, man. It's like this, man. Uh, I come out to the traditional church, and uh, but I as well, and um, and uh, you know, people uh, in the traditional church, man, they they really think they're doing the right thing. They hard are, are, are taught doing the right thing. They really seek it. Really seek, but it's been it's been bound by tradition for so long, man. It, it's keeping them captivity, man. And it's like uh, this, man. You gotta be willing to humble yourself, and uh, and be willing to understand that when you somebody bring you the truth, be willing to accept it because it's the book. All, all we got is the book. All we got is the book to bring you. And, and, and you know, if you don't accept the book, brother, so the, you're not willing to make a change. And uh, if the book come to you, and they bring you the correct book and they bring you correct words out of the book, we willing to accept to make the change, but so accept it, accept the consequences you've been bamboozled, hoodwinked all your life. And just accepting the fact that we got to do this thing the right way, brother. So, and uh, and that being said, brother Jeff, that was a great lesson, my brother. But hold boy, you got something to say, my brother? Who's brother Alex? No, sir. Hey, that was that was great, and that was that was book. That's right. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, I appreciate, brother. I, be, I appreciate, brother Jeff, and all the lessons he put together for the for the Godcast. I appreciate, brother Alex, as well. I appreciate my son for making a sacrifice. He, uh, he worked 12 hours last night. He came in and he, we didn't know he was going to read today. And I appreciate him reading, stepping in. Anything you want to say, son? Uh, no. <laughs> I appreciate about Joe as always, my brother. I love you, my brother. I love you, brother Alex. And, uh, I love you too, brother. Thank you, brother Kennedy. I, I, appreciate, I, appreciate, I appreciate this word, brother Joe. I'm telling you something, brother Joe. He got a drive. He got energy. He got tenacity. He got enthusiasm to get this word out. He wants salvation for all mankind, but this man do this out of love. And like I said, it's the love and kindness of our drawing. He's talking about drawing the truth of Israel, but it's the love he got for the mankind that he wants everybody to be drawn to his word of God. I love y'all out there. I appreciate y'all. May God bless you. May God keep you time proud.
and this is Kenneth Brooks, and you riding down the boulevard. I'd like to thank my guests on the show today. May God bless you, and may God keep you as my prayer. I'd like to thank all those who support the Brooks Boulevard Godcast Show worldwide. We love you, and we appreciate y'all's support. We thank you so much. Traffic may get bagged up and be bad as a kid that has never got a woman before. But one thing about it, if you whip his tail, he'll soon straighten up and walk upright. I know you say to yourself, what does a bad kid got to do with being stuck in bad traffic? Well, I'll tell you like this, brothers and sisters. Nothing. But I'd rather be a bad, be in bad traffic than be a bad kid getting my butt whooped. My great grandmother be on the books that'll be 107 years old. Her body couldn't do the things that she used to do when she was a lot younger, but her mind was still about as a hundred mile light bulb in the middle of the forest at midnight. She had a saying, I may not be the sharpest knife in the draw, but I still cut you. She also had a saying that we never should be complaining about anything because the Lord has been good to us. One night she said to me, boy, all you do is complain. All you do is complain, complain, complain. She asked me a question. If someone had their foot on your neck and they was choking you to death and you couldn't breathe and you was about to die, but God had mercy on you and he had mercy and compassion on you and they moved their foot at the last minute before you took your last breath and you survived, you complain about the footprint in the She also had a saying, uh, we on Barbara breath, but make sure you're ready when the Lord buys it back. One thing about it, you can buy a cup of sugar and give it back. You can buy a cup of flour and give it back. You can buy a couple of dollars and give it back. But when the Lord come by with his breath, there's no coming back from that, brothers and sisters. So live every day like it's your last day, brothers and sisters, and treat everybody right and walk up high before the most high God of Israel. May God bless you and may God keep you. It's my prayer. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God.